0: Does busting still make us feel good? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where you answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, ghosts, and busting, and whether... do we still feel good about it those are the these are the questions we're answering i'm dj woldridge and with me as always is the enigmatic roxy stryer
1: whoa you were ready for that one today dj it
0: just popped in my brain i don't even know if it fits but it popped in there and so i went with it
1: yeah how much busting of ghosts are we really talking about today uh
0: not nearly enough if i can be honest with you whoa baby whoa uh we will get there we We oh my god we sure will uh but first for those that uh, don't know i explained at the top we we talk about pop culture stuff and we're going to be talking about ghostbusters afterlife the latest attempt to reboot the ghostbusters franchise um and this one's for the fans and by the fans i mean the boys anyway (laughs) anyway uh as always if you want to listen to these episodes early if you want if you want uh, extra long episodes or if you want the new patreon show spider versity you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers speaking of every week we ask you a question and last week um, i was out of town and so the episode we put up was actually the first episode of our spider versity show that that i do with um sal from comic pop Where we go through, um, we're going through all the live action Spider Man movies leading up to uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Um, And so the question last week is What is your favorite moment from the first Spider Man movie? And uh, we can ask these questions on Spotify where you can answer them. Um, So keep an eye out. Uh, Xavier Thomas said The best part is MJ. I feel that relationship really is the heart of that specific Spider Man story. Also, DJ, I love Hellbent, not many comics dot 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 surprise you in the first two pages like you did uh with a horse emoji congrats and if you uh have read the comic you know what he's referring to and you're welcome um
1: i I feel bad because i was just gonna say that it's funny that his favorite moment is a whole character like a whole just the whole
0: aspect of the of the movie is is that is mary so now young. i can't
1: make fun of this person because then they show mad support and love so you all good in that still
0: which by the way which by the way uh for keep an eye out in your email the emails all hellbent has been shipped out at this point um i believe looking through it everybody in the states should have gotten their copy obviously international people it's taken a little bit longer, (laughs) but you should have tracking numbers in your email. And if there's any issues, feel free to message me through Kickstarter or tweet me or whatever. Also a bunch of you have been sending pictures of the copies you get. And that's great for a variety of reasons. One, I get to see you celebrating your comic and two, I know it got there safe. So, so feel free to do that as well. Um, Elaine Balthazar says go web, go is their favorite scene from the movie. The entire scene of Peter discovering his powers for the first time that wall crawling scene iconic. And Chris says got to be the part during the board meeting where Norman goes through the five stages of grief in the span of like five seconds. It just shows how good of an actor Willem Dafoe is, which I agree. Roxy off the top of your head. Do you have like a favorite moment from the first Spider-Man movie?
1: No, I'm just thinking about how long it's been since I've watched that first Spider-Man movie. Um, so no i think my answer would be similar to like whole ass characters yes uh but yeah i mean i can think of favorite moments from spider-man movies Mm -hmm. in general but you know i don't know that people trust my taste after my love for amazing spider-man 2 so i don't even know if you all would want to hear some of them (laughs)
0: listen i will say this and of course i've i've only seen each of those amazing spider-man films at the one time uh amazing spider-man 2 is better than amazing spider-man one that, that uh, <laughs> thank
1: you so much thank you so much I no i re i rewatched watched it recently and was like this holds up
0: <laughs> this, <laughs> is this is fantastic uh and, uh yeah so uh but roxy this is a good opportunity for you to re-watch the movies and then listen to me sal leave me and sal talk about them
1: <laughs> that is a, that is a good opportunity and i like him a lot when he came on i was like oh this is a good a good, moist little ear boy.
0: He, he, he is a moist little ear boy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So as I talked about at the top of the episode, um, the we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters. But before we do that, because I was out of town last week, Roxy and I did not get an opportunity to talk about the uh, Disney Plus Day event, which seems like it didn't go smoothly. Uh, it didn't. It didn't go like maybe Disney wanted it to go. But again, I wasn't exactly like dialed in at the time. <laughs>
1: I think my expectations for this were way too high.
0: Were were you expecting like a fandom type thing?
1: I think I was. I don't know that I was expecting it to be fandom in the sense that it was going to be four hours of nonstop trailer talking. But I do think that I was expecting like a good amount of trailer trailers, not just teasers, like some new announcements that I'm not, that I wasn't expecting. I mean, we did get things that I really like outside of Marvel Star Wars verse, like Proud family was one of my favorite tv shows growing up so like announcements like that that got me legit stoked but are kind of getting buried because that's not the typical nerddom so yeah. that's not the thing people are talking about but i was really I, I don't know like i i was expecting this to be like when hillary duff came out on stage and said she was doing lizzie mcguire again which is not what this event was mm-hmm. so i don't know why i thought that that would be what we got but because of that i was incredibly underwhelmed
0: i didn't know i don't think i knew about this until like the day of. like i didn't like it's like this is happening and here's these trails i'm like what is going on like what what was the plan here because i i felt like there was even more hype around what was that like the investor day thing like yeah, last yeah, year yeah mm-hmm. and i felt like that was handled better and that was an investor day it feels like something we shouldn't have even been in the room for <laughs> yeah
1: the, the bigger problem can i call a spade a spade for a second here, yes DJ? The bigger problem for me was that this was the day that Britney Spears was finally freed and her two conservatorships ended. And so I didn't care about anything else on the planet this day. So So I, like, that, this was like, okay, so these shows are coming out, Uh, Britney Spears is free. Like, you know how much I care about
0: this. Well, for for those that don't know, usually on our after show, the the bonus extra long episodes we do, we've been talking about free Britney. Um, And uh, for those listening at home, this is the first time Roxy and I have really had a chance to, like connect back up in a couple of weeks so I'm going to ask her about it. Wait, are we is, is yes. are things so, good?
1: <laughs> so both her personal her personal conservatorship and her financial conservatorship have both been terminated. Yes. So she is officially a free woman. That happened in court on the same day as Disney Plus Day, bummer for Disney Plus Day. Now there are things that take place since that are going to have to take place since for, for example, both Jamie and Lynn, her mom and dad <laughs> and the court appointed attorney are all coming after Britney for money for their attorneys because it still technically was under the conservatorship and the estate at the time. So she's still like, there. There still is that battle. And also the free Britney movement is trying to get the D.A. to actually now sue um, not not only the court appointed attorney, but also Britney's dad. Because of how fucked up the entire situation was, yeah. so there might be more things to come. Brittany hasn't spoken on any of those. Brittany's just said, "I'm free. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I need a little like time."
0: So yeah, so that sounds amazing. Yeah, what do you think the half life is for me? Feeling sad about this. Like, what are the? How long do I have to be excited about this before something? Does it? Is that just me? Does it feel like no? No, too very easy? short amount
1: of time. No, it's a very short amount of time. I mean, it's not too easy because it's 13 years. True. So it's like, but it is easy. It is too easy in the sense that it's like there's another shoe that's going to drop at some point here. There's no way that there's not going to be another lawsuit at some point, or something goes wrong with Britney. I don't put that out in the universe because I wish that, you know, that I am the, a diehard Britney stan, but somebody who has not had to make decisions for herself or not been able to make decisions for herself for 13 years, the chances that that person makes all of the right choices moving forward, um, small,
0: Yeah, small,
1: so, but her choices to make, that's yes. the whole fucking thing. So I think that we, I think that this will not be the last we hear of this. And if she does step in it and make a poor choice, whether or not things revert uh, or custody has tried to get taken or conservatorship has tried to, what any of those things, we will see. But as of now, the fact that she even like is allowed to take out her IUD, um, you know, she made that point but she said she was doing that so she could get pregnant because she wants to do that. These are things that like, holy shit, that's huge. That's huge yeah. that she's allowed to have uh, ownership of her own body again. So yeah. big, big win. Uh, big, big win for Brittany, not a win for Disney plus day.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say good for Disney plus for making that happen. I, you know what yeah, I mean? They yeah. were like, boom, that's our, listen, that's our priority. um uh, back to disney plus day um so there are obviously like you mentioned there's the proud family there's there was a ton of announcements and i'm not going to go through all of them because i don't well i'll just focus on the stuff that we normally focus on in the show
1: yep.
0: um nerd nerd stuff um mm. uh, so uh let's get through some of these teasers that we got and i'm going to start with the one that i was uh, most excited for and then kind of the most confused by which was the, the moon knight teaser and it mostly came from the very unusual choice of the, a very strained British accent that appears Oscar Isaac is putting on uh, for this trailer. And I think conceptually, I get what we're going, what's going on here. Uh, in the comics, uh, Moon Knight has multiple personalities, um, and so I think what we're doing here is this is not necessarily the mark. This is not necessarily Mark Spector's voice. This isn't necessarily Oscar Isaac's voice for most of it, but one of the personalities has this very strange British accent, and they're using that as a contrast for what is the Moon Knight voice or the Khonshu voice, which is the Egyptian god that gives him powers. Uh, Moon Knight's origin's complicated. And that's what we're do- We're creating that contrast, but it was, it was baffling. It was like, why? This is the first thing? Why, who okayed this?
1: <laughs> yeah, so DJ, a lot of the internet was talking about this, and the question that I had, that I'm sure you had, is why was this the choice of what they wanted to show us like for moon Knight? Why was, why was that the decision that was made? Not the decision in the show, but the decision for the teaser that they specifically yeah. are showing us. Do you think it was like to get us prepared so that there wouldn't be backlash when you saw it? Or what do you think actually was the, the thought process?
0: I mean, that makes sense. It reminded me a lot. It, rem- it reminded me a lot of like, Remy Malik from the Bohemian Rhapsody movie the yeah like yeah it just felt like a, it's just like oh that's a real actorly choice like that's a real like uh wanting to make an impression I don't know the idea of maybe I I, I feel like the answer is they had to think it was cool right everybody because I think if you're there and you're filming and that accent happens and you're not on set being like yeah that's what we want you're like hey man let's uh, let's not do that let's 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 change that
1: i i don't know i also if this was very the way this was shot was very dark i don't mean i don't mean dark as in like mood wise i mean dark as in like when i had a hard time seeing in game of thrones
0: yes Uh, and i would
1: be like what's happening in the battle and screaming at like uh my television like i was an old woman Mm i was like i can't see it um so I, I do get a little nervous with the way that 2021 shows are shot sometimes, especially when we're trying to show that something is dark in tone, that we show that it's dark in frame. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, um, also the way that this is shot is very much so kind of like a horror
0: Uh which is interesting. We wow. get—I um, don't remember when this happened. There was the announcement that Gail Garcia Bernal is playing. Or I, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's basically he's playing Werewolf by Night in a Halloween special they're doing. Of course, we're getting Blade. Um, we, since our last episode talking about Eternals, we had confirmation that apparently that was Mahershala Ali at the end of Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm wondering if they're kind of Moon Knight first appeared in. The werewolf by night comic as like a one-off villain and then he became popular and got his own comic so i'm wondering if we're kind of positioning him more in uh, a horror a horror uh aspect i i will i just i will say moon knight is one of my favorite marvel characters i know and this and oscar isaac is is an actor i really like uh and this trailer made me very nervous for the show (laughs)
1: Yeah, I feel like you were so stoked on this the the fact that you kept telling me like Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. And then also, correct me if I'm wrong, but is is Moon Knight Jewish? The- he
0: yes, he is very he he's very supposed to be. He's the son of a rabbi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So, that um when I think you told me that, and I was like, didn't know that much about Moon Knight, and since I've looked it further into it, I was like more excited about this show, and then I saw this and I was like, from what I had heard about Moon Knight, from you and from looking into Moon Knight, this trailer didn't match what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Doesn't mean that's a bad thing, but just it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh yeah, that, that checks out. I was like, oh, that's, those are choices that are being made that are either going to really work or not.
0: Yeah. Yes. You, you, that, yeah, there's one way or the other. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, I will kind of say that was, the, that was my general. It, it's funny how like excited I was for shows like Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. And then I saw the trailers and I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, can we talk about the She-Hulk trailer? Let's
0: talk about the She-Hulk not. trailer. Trailer
1: is not the right word. Teaser. Very, yes. Very
0: this, is, this is a teaser in the truest sense.
1: Yes. How did you feel about this She-Hulk teaser?
0: Well, I immediately got excited the second I saw Tatiana Maslany because I like her a lot as an actress. Um, uh, and I do hope since she played multiple characters in Orphan Black, it's like I hope Oscar Isaac uh, sat down with her since they're now both in the Marvel family. Like you're playing multiple personalities. Talk to Tatiana Maslany. She knows how to do it. <laughs> She's yeah, got that yeah. dialed in. Um, and I, you know what? It left me with like no impression. Like I was like, okay, it's... A She-Hulk show. I don't know. She says she's a lawyer. There's that weird scene where she, like, talks to camera, which is something She-Hulk breaks the fourth wall, but it doesn't look like it's Deadpool fourth wall breaking. It looks like they're shooting, like, a TV ad. Like, I don't... I didn't know what to feel about it. How did you think she looked? I, with a brief hint of uh, group, She-Hulk? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It didn't... It looked like TV CGI.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm still really excited for the show, but part of me is starting to wonder with all of these little teasers and all these shows coming out are they pumping content out too fast and yes. are they going to slip are they going to slip up
0: yes because that is a good question to have
1: mostly because of the scripts not even because of mm-hmm. the editing or the cg but like mostly story wise i'm like okay um they have their work cut out for them obviously every rooms a different writers room so it's not like you're like all trying to do one thing at once but with all these teasers and it was like, let's show you what we, we have to, for this day, get all the teasers in. And I was just like, some of these added no value. And I almost wonder if it was worse off for showing. Them. Agreed. Which sounds very negative And I don't mean it that way. Cause every one of these shows could still knock it out of the park. I didn't watch one of these thinking like that 100% is going to suck. I know it. Yeah. I didn't feel that way, but I was just like, uh, honestly, I, I watched them each several times and was like, okay.
0: And I think also we're used to, seeing a Marvel trailer and having feelings about it. And so the fact that it's kind of like, Man, know. you know what I mean? It's like, I think it adds and because so many of these trailers came out once and we've got so much content. I think that's a very valid question. And like you pointed out, <laughs> wow. Every writer's room, a different writer's room. It doesn't feel that way with Marvel because yeah. everything's connected that there's this sense that it all has to eventually flow, flow through Kevin Feige. And I assume a small team of other producers around him and I think that, I think that 's a very valid concern I think that, that, that it, this yeah. might be too much. Uh, we also got miss Marvel, which the one thing i 'll give this Miss Marvel trailer is it does look like it 's targeting a different audience than the other Marvel shows, which I think is smart i think it 's like if you 're pumping out this much content it shouldn't be for everybody so this looks like it's more targeting the mighty ducks crowd as opposed to like the me's of the world which i think is really cool i know we haven't had a chance to talk about it based on like teaser images and stuff like that it looks like they might be changing her powers a little bit in um uh the comics it's she's stretchy powers. she's basically has uh mr fantastic powers and the fact that uh they're making a fantastic four movie it kind of makes sense that like let's switch it up let's make her it looks like her powers are more energy based she's still making en- elongated versions of her limbs but with energy and that's more in line with captain marvel's abilities i that doesn't bother me i feel like that all uh, basically tracks um and again it's another opportunity to as she even says in the trailer uh, I, th- I believe the line is brown girls from new jersey don't aren't normally the ones that save the world and it's like yeah that's why this matters and so i i I, that's the other thing is that we are a lot of this is an effort to diversify the marvel line and so it's important that they do land it as opposed to like you know what i mean like it means more so hopefully it's good
1: yeah um and this teaser did in no way this one gave me no concern uh so that was good. It was so short again, though, but mm-hmm. it looked lighter and uh, it kind of gave me some like Shazam vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, this seems cute uh, and sweet. And yeah, I get what you're saying with my Ducks audience, too. I'm looking forward to the show. I was looking forward to the show. And even if maybe I'm not the target demo, because maybe it does skew a little younger. I'm still for sure going to watch it. Uh, I would be excited about that. But yeah, this one, this was not concerning in any way, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> and now I know the shows you're most excited about are the animated ones. Uh, we've got a Marvel Zombies animated series that's spinning out of What If. So excited. Um, so Spider Man Freshman Year, which is apparently in the MCU and is leading up to, I presume, uh, him getting drafted into Civil War, which uh, is great for me because it might be an opportunity to see the Spider Man in the MCU actually get a chance to just uh, be Spider-Man and not yeah, so have to DJ deal I with
1: thought, I, You said that this was the one you were most excited about. I saw on your Twitter. That's, yeah. I, well,
0: it's, it's something I, I want them to do. I feel like because every mm-hmm. MCU Spider-Man movie is so focused on who he's teaming up with or his relationship with Iron Man one way or the other, uh, that he doesn't just get a chance to just be spy. I just want to see Tom Holland, Spider-Man be Spider-Man, uh, and do Spider-Man things. Um, and, and I don't think it'll be Tom Holland doing the voice. It wasn't Tom Holland doing the voice in, in what if, Um, but I, I think there's an opportunity here since this is pre him meeting Iron Man to just let them tell a Spider-Man story in the MCU. Like, that's all I want. That's all I want. It's just let him be Spider-Man. I don't want to, I don't want to hear him talking about like, Oh, Tony Stark. I don't need it. I don't want it. We've got it. I'm good.
1: (laughs) Right yeah i hear
0: you uh and i just feel like the animation is the loophole they have to not have to deal with sony you know what i mean like i feel like so it's as cool as it would be i would love a live action uh spider-man show on disney plus starring tom holland i don't think that's in the cards um so i'll take what i can get um everybody was excited about uh x-men 97 uh, the return of that um and i didn't know how to break it to everybody that I don't. I don't know if that show is as good as everybody remembers it being. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe this will be better than though, DJ. Uh, you know, maybe as well. We we're going to talk about Ghost Service Afterlife. I I do think we're culturally doing ourselves a disservice by focusing so hard on the past. Like we need to. We got a lot of. I know the future doesn't look great right now, but we let's uh, look forward a little bit anyway. Um, and then we also got Agatha House of Harkness.
1: I'm, I'm just really confused on why this show is the show that... I, I don't know.
0: Because we didn't have enough shows, Roxy. We only have 50 live-action Marvel shows coming out. We needed 51.
1: <laughs> yeah, I said this when they announced the spinoff with uh, with her. <sighs> I don't understand. I love Katherine Hahn like the next person. Yes. You know? Although I... Have been on a uh, tear recently about how Catherine Hahn played a rabbi in Transparent. Catherine Hahn, just in the shrink next door, plays mm-hmm. a very Jewish woman. And Catherine Hahn was cast as Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Catherine Hahn is not Jewish. And I am like just on one about that these days. Mm-hmm. That's not Catherine Hahn's fault as much as it is Hollywood and casting's fault. But okay. So at least we have her in a, a non Jewish role here where. Okay, that, that's
0: Yes, we don't point. know. Maybe in the House of Harkness <laughs> we find out.
1: <laughs> oh, no. So if all the witches become Jews, too, I think that we've got a real witch hunt going on. <laughs> so, uh, that, that, sorry, that's just a tangent that I had to get out there because as much as I love Catherine Hahn, that is like some weird choices that are being made. Yeah. Uh, again, not necessarily by her, but by her team or whatever. Uh, this is a role that I actually really like Catherine Hahn in. Yes. I thought she did a great job in this role. I think she's perfect for this role. Did I ever need to see this role in its own spin-off show? No. And I I have no idea where this fits. What's this? When's the time period? Who are we? Who are the other characters? How are we? Where? Um, just all of those things. And I'm like, maybe this show ends up being bomb and I'm dead ass wrong. But like, what the fuck is this show?
0: Yes. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> and, and I don't have any answers. I feel like this is their way of maybe trying to do... Uh, season two of WandaVision knowing that they can't do a season two of WandaVision like there's
1: no Wanda or Vision in this show you think
0: I don't know I don't know what they're doing with with Wanda I mean she's going to she's going to Doctor Strange but it's like yeah but you gave her a show shouldn't she have a headlining thing now isn't hasn't she earned it at this point
1: What I don't know what's going on with Wanda. I don't know what's going on with Vision.
0: Very true. (laughs) Very true. So let's wrap up this Disney Plus talk. Did you get a chance to see this Obi-Wan teaser? We got to see some concept art stuff like that. I know, I know you're you're a big Star Wars fan. What did you think of this? Well,
1: more so as you know, I'm a big Hayden person. I'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with Hayden Christensen and um while it's Ewan who's doing the majority of the speaking in this, yeah. the fact that he's so excited about the thing he's most excited about is working with Hayden again. And yeah. uh, as he says it, like swinging swords at each other, getting another mm-hmm. chance at that or whatever. Uh, how do you say it? Swinging. He said or, something. Taking another yeah. swing
0: at each other. Another swing. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Wouldn't have called them swords. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking another swing at each other. A, I'm stoked on this. I think it's so, so effing hysterical that all of a sudden people have jumped on this Hayden bandwagon that I have been a one-man island on for my whole life. Uh, But fine, come over to the dark side. Be with (laughs) me. I'm excited about that. I could not be more excited for the show. Did this teaser get me more excited than I already was? Maybe, maybe because I would feed into whatever they gave me right now. Uh, But we had already had that image released prior to this Mm -hmm. of the two of them crossing streams. So it wasn't like a big moment for me.
0: You know, what's interesting, though, is I do think the Marvel trailer should have been more like this with a little bit of of the creative team. Like, hey, here's what we're doing. Like, if I if I have that teaser, but then you have Oscar Isaac be like, this is why I'm excited to be Moon Knight. And you're like, oh, you know what? I'm excited now.
1: <laughs> totally. They are the ones who can get us on board, especially, like, for some of the other people, I get why you wouldn't necessarily maybe have she... Um, well, some of the less famous people, yeah, maybe they can't sell things as well yet, because we don't know them as well yet. Yeah. But, like, you just said, Oscar Isaac, like, mm-hmm. that's somebody who can get me invested in something. Yes. So, I, I think that whenever you have you know a Nate or even like Tatiana people are so love her so much make make them you have them So use them
0: use them gosh dang it all right that is people use people for once Disney uh no uh that is our talk of the Disney plus day uh flawless event everybody loves it no notes um we're gonna go to a quick ad break and then we will be back with Ghostbusters Afterlife And now we're back. Oh, my goodness. It's almost like for Roxy and I, no time passed. And yet. That's crazy. It's crazy how that works. Great. So, Roxy, let's get into Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, the synopsis is when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Now, Roxy, we, the last show we did, we talked about Eternals. And I think by the by the time the episode dropped, Eternals had dropped down to on Rotten Tomatoes a forty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know? Did you look? I have it in the doc. Did you look at Ghostbusters uh, uh, Afterlife's Rotten Tomato score? I did. It is a seventy two percent. I saw. Which is fucking shocking. It's it's fucking shocking uh the critic consensus is ghostbusters afterlife crosses the streams between franchise revival and exercise in nostalgia and this time around the bustin mostly feels good and it, and it's like what busting anyway uh it was directed by uh jason reitman who uh did movies like up in the air which i really enjoy and juno and thank you for smoking uh more importantly he's the son of ivan reitman the guy that directed the original ghostbusters and it was written by gil keenan and uh jason reitman and it has mckenna mckenna grace as phoebe Finn Wolf Artist Trevor, Carrie Coon, uh, Paul Rudd, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, and Bokeem Woodbine, who is not the most wasted person in this movie, but he is wasted in this movie uh, as, as the sheriff, as Sheriff Domingo. Um, anyway, who yeah. let's keep it... I, Honestly, we'll keep it spoiler. We'll keep it what do you want to do? We'll keep it spoiler free, but like there in front of our screening there's a little thing with Jason Reitman, like, hey, no spoilers. By the time you get to the end, you'll know. And it's like, what do you mean? Anybody that's seen any of the marketing for this movie, if you've seen any marketing and then after the first scene of the movie, you know everything the movie's gonna do. Like you you know what's coming.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I just wanna rewind for a second. Yes, please. (laughs) When you just said the the first thing that we saw, I don't know if this is going to be the first thing you guys see, but the first thing that that the I I refuse to call myself a critic, but the critic yes. screening saw was Jason Reitman saying that the thing that he said that really was the note to me though that I was like, uh oh,
0: was <laughs> he
1: said he said this is a movie. About a fa- this is just a movie about a family made by a family, and yes. boy, oh boy, was my dad watching over me every single step of the way.
0: Yes, he was
1: breathing down my neck. I could not make one move without my father seeing exactly what it was he like really harped on it
0: yeah he spent a lot of time on it It was almost you were almost to expect him to be like literally he's off camera right Right now watching me
1: to like make a joke or something but it wasn't a joke yes um and you know you can't really market yourself like how you dj you and i are both um uh aspiring filmmakers filmmakers whatever you want to call us you can't call this a, a, fa- a movie made by a family about a family. Like when you have millions of dollars, yeah. it's not a it's not a movie made by a family about a family. <laughs> yes. Also, uh-oh, that your dad didn't trust any of the decisions you were making. Mm-hmm. That sounds like this movie is gonna struggle tonally uh, and all different ways. Let's give it a go. Yeah. So um, immediately I was like Okay. Yeah. Um. It was felt like an apology before the movie started. <laughs>
0: it did. It did. So
1: then we got into the movie, and the first ten minutes that take place—again, no spoilers—but the yeah. first ten minutes that take place, DJ. I don't know about you, but before we see, maybe it's seven minutes before we see Ghostbusters pop up, like the the sign, the yeah. words. I turned to the person I was sitting next to, and uh, to Steph, and I said. Did you catch any did any of that? Like it was just a bunch of images. <laughs> like yeah. boom, 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 boom. And I was like, okay, uh, they're really gonna throw us in there and not say nothing, but this seems to have a weird editing problem. But then the next hour was so ungodly slow.
0: Yeah, I came out of this movie, it's like, wow, that movie was felt longer than Dune. It it felt so long. <laughs>
1: Then we spend an hour, and I really don't think this is a spoiler. Doing nothing that the title of the movie would state that we're doing. Yes, uh, an hour on that. The good news about this movie is that the actors are very talented. If you ask me if you ask me uh, for a few of my favorite working actors right now. As you know, I am a diehard Carrie Coon fan. She's great. I am obsessed with her. I think she is. Not only do I think that she should have won for Leftovers and Fargo, but I think that she should be a household name. Like, this girl is, this woman is a fucking incredible. But then, what is McKenna's name?
0: McKenna, uh, 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 McKenna Grace. She played Phoebe.
1: McKenna Grace. So I was like, why am I recognizing her so much? And Steph was like, oh, because you like that movie, um, Gifted with Chris, um, Evans years ago. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not from that, though. She was in *Handmaid's Tale* this past
0: season. Oh dang!
1: And she is fucking phenomenal in the show. She is phenomenal in the show, and I was like, "This little, this little kid can uh,
0: act." Yeah.
1: Like, holy shit! This this girl can uh, act her face off. So, uh, was it this season or what season was it in? I, all the *Handmaid's Tale* things are are running together yeah but. she
0: was also in um she played young tanya and i tanya yes. uh, I yeah i want to say she also yeah she played young carol in in captain marvel she was in the first season of haunting of hill house like basically if you've seen something with a precocious little blonde girl in it in the past you know five years it was probably mechanic grace
1: yeah it was esther keys that's the name of the character it was this season she is so fucking heartbreaking she looks completely different in the show but she like watching her character on handmaid's tale th- this actress is incredible yeah. so luckily the actors were really good all the actors paul Rutt, they cast really good people yeah oh no can you see me
0: yeah i could see you but you froze
1: i'm frozen um, can you hear me?
0: I can't hear you.
1: Oh no. hold on DJ. I'm gonna hold on, DJ. I'm holding on. My camera overheated. Hopefully it just turns right back yeah, on. You're good you're okay. good. you're good. Okay. Uh, I think mechanic grace is everything. That's the whole point of that. That I think she is phenomenal. So the actors are good, but boy oh boy, could I not get enough snacks during this part. I, I yeah. would
0: need stimulation. Well, and it's tough to you mentioned you mentioned the whole like the uh Jason talking about his dad, but the other concern thing is when you're like, Man, this Ghostbusters movie is about family, and it's like that doesn't seem totally in line with Ghostbusters. <laughs> At all, which it's not. I don't. A lot of people are like, "Why is it on a farm? Why is it in New York?" And it's like none of that really matters. Like I, I think you should do it. It was weird the things they decided to keep and treat sacred, and the things that they did away with. It was almost like every, all the artifacts, like every piece of junk a ghostbuster has ever touched was was treated as if you were opening the Ark of the covenant like it was treated like the holy fucking grail yeah but all the tone the characterization the themes and none of that it was kept and it's like that's wrong that's like like i'm on record of as as not being the biggest last jedi fan but one of the instincts ryan johnson had that i think was really smart is when when um what's her face ray hands luke the lightsaber and he's like ah fuck this and he throws it away it's like yeah that's because that stuff is stuff it doesn't matter that's not why you you don't care about this you might remember the stuff the logo the car all that stuff's cool but that's not why you loved it you know what i mean why you loved it was was the the and of course it's you can create new characters but the general ambiance tone The I, if i were to describe ghostbusters is it is anything like one word it's irreverent and that is, this movie does a complete 180 and is incredibly reverent to so many things. It, but it, it's also weird, like, I don't know who this, mo- I've been trying to Roxy to figure out who this movie's for.
1: I it, think kids. Well, and it,
0: I, so here's my I thought. I don't know. I, I, it, it's a little slow for kids, but I think, I think you might be right. I also think it, it might be for somebody who watched Ghostbusters when they were eight and then got in a horrific car accident and went into a coma. And has been in a coma for however many years, and now they've woken up, but they're in their brain. They're still eight, and they and they kind they remember the stuff at Ghostbusters. They don't remember much, but it, whatever. And then they see this, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Ghostbusters," because doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't even, feel like Ghostbusters?
1: But even they would be bummed to see it's not in New York. I
0: mean, that's <laughs> true. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bizarrely, and and also, I feel like DJ. There was something in the script that didn't make sense to me, and I was like. How did that get past somebody? For example, hope this is not, this is a minor, minor, not even a spoiler, but uh, a line. Yeah. At one point we find out that one of the characters is um, 15 years old. Yes. Okay. Yes. But at another point, we hear that he's failed his driver's test three times. Yes. You don't take a driver's test at that point. Mm -hmm. Like you you're 15. So that doesn't even make sense that then that would be, or like, the way that we get to where we get to the way that we get to the house that we get to yeah, all of those, those things that are taking place. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Or that wouldn't happen with a, with a kid. You can't yeah. just bring, you can't just put your kids in the, you can't just go to a place with you don't know how's electricity. Like you just, yeah. there's just so many things that take place in the first 10 minutes of the movie that I'm like, this is asking us to suspend our disbelief in a way that I will. I'm willing to do for there being ghosts, but I'm not willing to do when you're trying to show me that this is the real world about mm-hmm. real families.
0: Well, and speaking of that, a couple other things. There, you're right with the suspension of disbelief. One of them is they it, it, they everybody talks as if the Ghostbusters are like a myth or like bogus. It's like a, ma- a giant marshmallow. Not only that. Let's uh, sorry, not just the giant marshmallow person marched down Main Street in New York. The Statue of Liberty and Ghostbusters too, like everybody should know there's fucking ghosts like why are in we talking th- as if ghosts aren't real
1: in this they're talking about the 80s as if it's the 1680s yeah as if it's a, a whole other century. but then we see that they have youtube so it's like
0: and I'm- they're able to bring it up and also uh paul rudd is uh, a a summer school teacher but also a seismologist
1: right right
0: and like all I expected these- another shooter drop there like well I'm not actually no I guess he's just a seismologist it's like what are you doing here
1: <laughs> The the truth is though about all of these things DJ yes every single thing you just said everything that I just pointed out I would be okay with 100% of that stuff if this was fun If it Agreed. was If it was fun I would just be like all right, he's a seismologist and a teacher. Yeah. All right, the kid was fifteen. He failed the driver's Okay, all that. Like, I wouldn't give a, sh- a flying app because if it's it's fun, it's fun, and then it's Ghostbusters. Yes. But it was it dragged. Yeah. So hard that it was like the only moments of levity are when when McKenna's making her jokes, and I'm like, that was a cute little line. For yeah. one second, I'm smiling. But oh. it was so draggy that I was like, bummer, this isn't fun and it's not making sense.
0: Yeah, and it just feels like because you're right, it feels like for the most of the movie it's less of a reboot of Ghostbusters and more of like it reminded me a lot of like those amblin knockoff movies in the 90s that were trying to like ape ET. Um and yeah. then and then i is it even halfway through the movie we get our first ghost or is it I
1: I think we're over an hour in.
0: Yeah, so we're over we get I don't know though. Spoilers. He's not. been around we get Muncher. Who's literally our one ghost? That's literally that's it, right? That's the only new ghost we get as muncher, and that ghost is ja- Josh Gag, which <laughs> and it's also like Slimer with a bit of a different gimmick. Like that's baffling to me. It's I you you and I probably had the same feeling of like once the movie's gearing up to its like finale, it's like wait, that's it? Like that's all. We don't get like and it's not like the first movie's like drowning and go we get if uh, we get library ghost, we get slimer, and then we get yeah. the montage at the end, and this movie even sets up another montage situation and then just shows one dude and then moves on and you're like, what are we even doing here what's going yeah. on
1: <laughs> yeah, that was very, very underwhelming um, and made it less fun like I feel like by definition ghostbusters you got to be busting ghosts pretty fast yes. Um, and we're not, and then, even when we are uh some of the visuals were cool on this, like yeah. some of the moments in the car, uh
0: which is cool. is really cool they've got they call it a gunner seat, but but yeah. this also goes to my other problem. they introduced new tech, but it's all pre it it, 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 it's interesting to me that the the son of the person that directed the original one made a movie where basically the the main characters are relatives of the uh they're related to the previous ghostbuster and just discover they don't need to do anything they just get it handed to them by their relatives like oh here's this cool stuff you don't need to uh make your own stuff you don't really even really need to figure it out you're here's here's this gift from a previous generation it's like eh that tracks for who's directing this movie <laughs>
1: yeah yeah there's you mean there's some nepotism in the ghostbusters
0: going which which i i only bring up obviously i have my problems with that but it's it's just dramatically not interesting. Like, it's just not, it, and it goes back to like the chosen one shit where it's like, well, yeah, you you're up.
1: You yeah. want to see them like really make mistakes or, and not know how to do it.
0: Or figure out how, what they want to do, figure out their own stuff, figure out like that's where drama is. That's how you make movies. So just getting people getting handed stuff and told they're special, it's like, well, it's boring. Like, I, I need them to figure that out for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Um, but okay. The positive that I will give is that. By the time we get to the move end of the movie, I almost understand why this has a seventy something percent on Rotten Tomatoes because the last—I don't even want to say the third act because it's not the entire third act—it's literally
0: act, like the end of the movie.
1: <laughs> the end of the movie to me fucking rocked,
0: yeah. and I don't
1: care whether I don't care whether it rocked because uh, no matter what, that would rock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also some like sentimental parts of it and you know i was so into the last seven minutes of the movie (laughs) that i almost forgot how much i really didn't enjoy the other four hours of the movie yes Uh, and so i was like yeah and then you know then we have a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene and and those didn't hit as hard for me but those seven minutes man i was like i'm in it although one of the things about those seven minutes i'm still confused on and it's who's playing a certain thing that I'm like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's the way they did it. And it, it, I, I'm going to be honest, in some ways it made me feel a, a little icky. Like it felt like a little, uh, I'm not
1: even talking about that. I'm talking about the, um, a woman. Oh
0: yeah. Well, you but and have like, both like, wait. And I've, I've looked on IMDB. I was looking at the credits yeah. when the credits were rolling. I was like, if it is that cameo, they buried it deep. Deeply. They, they buried it deep. It's and it's so also, buried.
1: I still don't know if that's what that was. If
0: that's what that was. And also if it was, why Why? like why because so again this is um no spoilers uh, although i think anybody that's seen any of the marketing of this movie will know what we're talking about i agree with you about the end in that at the very end suddenly it feels like ghostbusters like it's like oh this is what i've been waiting for for two hours what are you doing and and so you and you'll know why the um very very light spoilers i feel like again if you've seen the marketing but if you don't want to know skip ahead uh the uh, the bad guy is the same bad guy from the first movie and that made parts of this movie when we're going through literally the exact same exposition from the first ghostbusters yeah. it's like yeah i know like i know and why are we doing this again like i don't know why they even did that in the 2016 version where they name drop gozer and it's like I as a kid like Gozer doesn't mean anything to me. Like if yeah. anything the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2 made a bigger impression as like, oh, the, the bad guy. Like this is just the excuse for the Ghostbusters to hang out. I don't care about Gozer. Like I don't give a shit. Do something new and different. I don't you know what I mean? Anyway, real quick before we go, let's answer some questions. That's what we do here. Yeah. We answer questions. Uh, we got Kevin here on a scale of healthy night out to becoming a ghost the, the next morning how much nostalgia is in it if you made a drinking game out of this movie oh
1: well Jason Reitman beforehand says this is an Easter egg hunt for you guys who are the real fans oh. and I I don't feel like there was that much no- there was nostalgia in the way that it made me nostalgic for stranger things I guess <laughs> but like no it, it didn't have the same energy at all no uh, so in well, that, so, that way no
0: yeah and there's a lot of the same stuff like again like I all do. the gadgets are there so if you're drinking everyone you see one of those you're going to be under the under the seat by the end of the movie if you're waiting for like joke callbacks or like like you said any of the same energy it's like well oh, yeah. there's
1: one dj do you remember the one
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it? mm, eh, mm, mm, mm. Is it? uh, Does it involve? uh, Is that what we're talking about? 100%. That's what
1: I'm talking about.
0: Fuck that. I fucking hate it. I literally
1: out loud go no
0: you know i gotta say i gotta say it's incredible because here's and jake hefner says a most common critique i I've, uh, I've read about afterlife is that it does the same thing force awakens did which is the same story beats in a new rapper uh without meaning to sound like a, a dick is this laziness on the studio's part or a lack of faith in the ip itself should the studio have played it safe uh like that or or uh should they have taken chances and what before we answer that question i will say this i got mad force awakens vibes from like literally down to like the way we reveal the millennium falcon and that to the way we reveal the car and this it's like they're doing the same thing except it works better with Star. like that's what Star Wars is a studio block. It was like the proto studio blockbuster, like doing that for like that and Jurassic world. However I feel about those movies that works better for them. That's not what Ghostbusters is. Like that's not what it's ever really been. I know we have mad nostalgia for it, but it's kind of like a shaggy dog comedy. Like it's not, it's not, it has the big stuff in it, but that's not in a way the 2016 movie had its problems, but that was more spiritually true to the movie than this one is. I feel like, but, um, and it just makes me think about, like, man, Creed is the one that did this right. Out of all of these reboot sequels, Creed is, like, Creed is just a good movie on its own. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I it's really like It also. I thought It did a very good job, chapter one.
0: Yeah, but also, It is just a new movie. It's not like a, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's just, it's a, it's a remake of the other one. It's not, like, trying to... Yeah, I, just
1: thinking of things that didn't suck recently. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, but let's go back to the question. Is is this studio laziness that like, Hey, we just want ghostbusters, but force awakens. Do you think this was really Jason Reitman's what he wanted since he was a kid? Like where, where do you think this sprang from?
1: I really think he answered that question with his, my dad was looking over my shoulder every step of the way. I think that's what this was. Yeah. But you know what DJ, not enough can be said about how much, this has a good review on Rotten Tomatoes and how I felt like our screening really liked it.
0: Yeah, like, there was a lot of laugh out loud, a
1: lot <laughs> of laughter. Like even afterwards, Christian Harlock was like, I can't wait to take my daughter to this. Like, um, I felt like Scott, um, was sitting near us. I sure. haven't talked to him, but I felt like he was enjoying it. Uh, like there's a lot of people that I know and like, uh, I don't know how, uh, great drake felt but it seemed like she was laughing like there was a lot of like these big critics in the space that were really it seemed like and I haven't talked fully to all of them but it seemed like they were eating it up and I was like i this is when you and i are like who is this for i guess people <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? You, this might be a good, this, it's just, it's just one of those like between this and Eternals and, and again, like I don't want people to get it. It's not like, a, I think Eternals is like perfect or the best movie I've seen. If people but, like, could
1: think this movie is better than Eternals, I'm like flabbergasted. Exactly. It's like, what are we doing?
0: Or, or you guess what? Like what's wrong with me? Where, where am I? Where what's am I? Wrong with where, me? Yeah, what am I missing? Um, yeah, I guess so. And I guess it, it I guess it works. I just, uh, again, like, eh. I don't. For for me, the stuff matters. You want to capture the spirit, and you want. And, and it's tough too because I think this movie really showed me that like it is tough to do a sequel to this because it really is those four guys in a lot of ways. Like yeah. it's it's those four dudes, and so it's hard to. I'm of the opinion. I, I think this and the Men in Black franchise. I know that they're big moneymakers. We need to retire them as movies and just make TV series. I, I feel like they're they are perfectly suited to make live action tv series ghostbusters had an incredibly long-running cartoon with a spinoff called extreme ghostbusters that i still think is probably the best Ghostbuster sequel uh and it's like we j- just make them shows like everything's going to streaming now like fucking make a ghostbusters sony plus show i don't know what where sony would shot a netflix show i don't know
1: i feel like this movie could have been excellent uh, there was the makings of a good movie it was just a half an hour, a full half hour too long yeah I needed more focus on the adult characters. Yeah. Um, and I needed way more hunting of ghosts. Yes. I think like, and and another pass at the script. Yeah. Like, and I, and I know that that's a lot of different things, but <laughs> I feel like this movie actually could have been good.
0: Yeah. I I agree. I, I totally agree. I think like diving into it. And I think this suffers from another problem of where we need to make everything a mystery. Like the movie treats McKenna Grace's, who the grandfather is as a mystery even though it's like clearly not like we we already know why are you holding out on that reveal when we all know anybody that's seen the trailer know who knows who her grandfather is that's not a reveal you know what i mean like um and and i think that holding off is probably what keeps us from getting the ghost sooner like just get to it just go whatever last question from leonard kim if there are ghostbusters Are there ghost savers? Ghost preservers? If so, would you choose this path as opposed to being a ghost buster? Would you like try to defend the ghosts and keep them from being busted? Which then leads me to the question that I've always had with these franchises. Like, what is the deal with the ghost? Are they they people or are they
1: things? I think I was only thinking about that during this movie though because I was not enjoying it. So (laughs) I had a lot of (laughs) moments where I was like, you know, there's a lot of time where we're like, Strangling a ghost in some way, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself.
0: Pita? Also, <laughs> and this was part of the marketing too. We get all those little Stay Puff dudes. Why? I, st-
1: so I don't. I don't know what happened. There now. was a I, very
0: specific reason in the movie, in the first movie, that the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was a thing. That, there's a, a very specific plot point.
1: The- I actually didn't understand that entire scene um, because also. And the location that all that happened at first started to happen. Yeah. Is nobody else there?
0: Is nobody else there? And also, the the impression we're given is that this town is incredibly small. Like, you could drive through it and not even know that you're in it. And yet, they have a very modern and well kept Walmart. Like, a very modern, almost empty, as you pointed out, Walmart.
1: Yeah. Like, and like, nobody else is like seeing it. Like, what I, that was a weird, there's a weird moment. There's a lot of weird moments where I was just like, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I to answer the question, I think I would still be a Ghostbuster because they get the cool toys.
1: No, I think I would be a, a ghost saver until I knew that they were bad.
0: Yeah. 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 All like- the ghosts are pretty disruptive except for one in this movie but for the for the most part what ghostbusters have shown up is that they're a real pain in the ass over the
1: years yes i'm talking about specifically from this movie i'm guessing this question is based on this movie yes i would feel uncomfortable busting them
0: do you want a sequel to this movie
1: is it the last seven minutes of the movie
0: (laughs) no it is this it is this uh uh, i was gonna go to the the very last shot before we go to the credits is also confusing to me but anyway we don't need to the the, i don't want to i guess maybe it's a spoiler i don't know but
1: uh i do think there's no world in which a sequel to this movie isn't better
0: i mean yeah we get in one of the after credit scenes we get kind of what feels like a setup Toward, but i the setup it feels like it's setting up a sequel but to like what i don't know how the characters we met in this movie would be involved in that in any way
1: where where what part of the country was that
0: in? uh they said oklahoma i feel like okay um I, and i i they they mentioned the problem is they mentioned a couple places when it came to earthquakes and i couldn't i couldn't sure it was like we mentioning a different place or are we mentioning this where was, we are this
1: place, yeah and with the seismic yeah
0: all right well those are our thoughts on uh, (laughs) ghostbusters Uh, and i know i've seen a lot i've posted my opinions i've seen some people like well better than the 2016 one i am actually not completely sure that that is the case
1: (laughs) is that like how we have to judge all movies
0: good point (laughs) yeah great 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 point
1: like it's not like your post said i like this a lot better than the 2016 like yeah I don't understand why that's what we have to compare it to. We can't just say whether it was a good or not good.
0: Yeah. I I think if you, if you were like, Hey, which one of these would you rather uh, uh, rewatch? I was like, well, I I think I enjoyed, I'd had more fun watching the 2016 one. If nothing else, there's more, uh, there's more ghosts and there's (laughs) more jokes that land. So (laughs) um, anyway, Roxy, before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what you're up to.
1: Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and be on the lookout. We are dropping our world girls calendar volume two very soon. Uh, it has some incredibly wild shoots in it. We have a theme for this year that you guys will be able to see. Uh, but if you want to know more about that, then you can follow us and watch our show. YouTube.com slash the world girls.
0: Please do yourself a favor and go check that out. You can find me everywhere that matters at DJ talks, trash and you can find the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter, you got the values from stupid. Thank you for listening to the show. Please, if you want more content like this, you can go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers, where uh, we also have our Patreon exclusive show, Spiderversity. Go check that out. Uh, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody.